MLW.com. Today's date is November 18th, 2021, and this is episode four of the MLW Fusion Fight Report. I think it's four, maybe it's three. I can't remember, but welcome. Uh, we had a big episode of MLW Fusion. Uh, it was actually MLW War Chamber, and that was the lone match in the show today, or this, this past episode. Um, before that, though, um, breaking news, uh, indirectly pertaining to MLW, but um, there was eight releases today by WWE in the main roster, and one of them was a former MLW World Heavyweight Champion in uh, Shane Strickland, who was known as Isaiah Swerve Scott in um, WWE, and crazy because Hit Row was supposed to be the big new team uh, coming into WWE, being drafted by SmackDown. Uh, several weeks ago, they released B-Fab. And then now all of them, all three of them got released today, along with uh, five other people of the main roster, including John Morrison. So uh, pretty wild stuff. But I mean, heck, uh, everybody else knows the talent of Shane Strickland, except WWE, apparently. And um, it would be awesome to see him back in Major League Wrestling. He was part of the one shot uh, when the MLW originally made their return to wrestling. And um, he was the world champion. So uh, it would be very great to see him back in the mix at some point. Um, I don't know if this was pertaining to it or not, but Cesar Duran got on Twitter. And uh, let me look it up here real quick because I think he might have been in reference to this. Because also Shane Strickland was a part of uh, Lucha Underground, I believe. And so here, let me try to find this. My cat Dusty's going to make a run and he's checking out the microphone right now. But um, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, hello, Dusty. Yes, so here it is. Okay, you guys ready? One fool's mistake is an opportunity for many. Hashtag Azteca. So, something to really think about. But I wanted to talk about that before we get to War Chamber. Which, wow. Very... Uh, transcendent episode of uh, MLW Fusion this week with the War Chamber going down and we are going to get right to it. So, and uh, there's a couple other things I want to touch upon that MLW is working on as well. Uh, some announcements made and other things like that. Uh, they're coming back to Dallas. Uh, I want to talk about Tajiri a little bit and uh, what they have planned uh, coming in here uh, for their next event. So, here we go. Yes. So this week's MLW hosted the most violent match in league with War Chamber. And before the battle begins, we see the violent matchmaker himself, Cesar Duran, step out into Philadelphia's infamous 2300 Arena. He's got some good news for the Renegades, and that is that Major League Wrestling will be returning back to Mexico and Tijuana for the crash in Lucha Libre. Now, if you haven't seen these episodes, that was the last set of filming they did before the pandemic hit. And um, they're awesome uh, events to check out. It's such a unique environment there and um, a totally different style. Like you have like suspect referees making slow counts and things like that. It's just a very, very different vibe going on. It's pretty darn cool to see. And um, it's, yeah, so it's going to be a real treat if you have not seen that before. Um, there's just a lot to take from those events and uh, seeing... Um, 
MLW in a different environment such as that is pretty darn cool. And it'll be very neat to see how it gets all incorporated with uh, the Azteca Underground stuff coming into play and who is in the mix and who Cesar Duran's brought in and all that kind of thing. So that's going to be something to look forward to very much so coming up. Um, so that's how we started uh, this episode of Fusion Off. And then there was just a, a quick uh, cut scene of 5150 uh, really running down Lowe's Parks and uh, really great, intense promos here. They always deliver on these kind of things. It's very, like, uh, visually um, distorting because it's, like, just, like, very underground, it feels. And um, so, but each guy in uh, 5150 gets their chance to talk. Conan... Uh, Dr. Julius Smokes, Slice Boogie, and then Danny Limelight Rivera. Um, they all do a very good job. They drop some F-bombs in there. And uh, Rivera really plays it up because he, like, lays it into uh, El Hijo de la Park, who he stole the mask of, and he says he burned the mask, too. So pretty neat stuff, building the feud till their tag match coming up here uh, in several weeks, whenever that may be, and uh, should be pretty darn cool. So that was a, a brief thing that they did. And then following up, they just re, uh, had hyped some stuff for the weeks to follow, including uh, next week, the Thanksgiving episode, which is always a fun one, uh, is that we have um, uh, the semifinals of the Opera Cup finishing up with Calvin Tankman and uh, TJP now in the mix. You know, is uh, Alex Kane as an alternate, so it'll be interesting to see what gets followed up with that and where it goes. So there's that. There is also the ladder match, the open weight ladder match, and, and uh, I, I'll remain spoiler free, but I accidentally spoiled it for myself, uh, accidentally as to what happens in the ladder match, and uh, so, but I won't do it for you guys because uh, it's something to look forward to. So there's that going on, and then we'll have the debut of Gnarls Garvin too as well next week. So something else to look look ahead to, something else that's on tap for MLW too. Happens to be their return to Dallas, Von Eric country, and the Von Erics will be there. And there's a lot to note about that, too, because um, it's going to happen at Gillies, which is infamous for um, uh, Urban Cowboy was filmed there. Um, it's just a very uh, famous venue uh, in Dallas, in downtown Dallas. So very cool to see. I'm going to try to go there. I really am. So we're going to see. Financially-wise, we'll see if I can finagle it, but it'll be pretty cool to check out. Hopefully I can. Um but yeah, so uh, and the, that Dallas uh, event too. Uh, they had it at the other. Uh, I can't remember the name of the the venue that it is. But that's a unique environment too. Like that's the cool thing about Major League Wrestling. Like I mean, you look at WWE on television and stuff like that. Every arena looks the same. Every it's got this own just drabby vibe. Not drabby, but sterile, corporate sterile. Like nothing looks different. Like it was cool back in the day when WWE had like. Madison Square Garden, you could clearly tell when you were in MSG. Now you don't see that anymore. And um, it's very, uh, yeah, it just gets rid of the uniqueness that wrestling can bring, uh, live wrestling can bring to the product. But MLW embraces that. Like I said, Tijuana, the, the Dallas, I think it's like the Metroplex it's called. But um, it'll be interesting to see Gillies here, as well as um, the Cicero when they do go to Chicago. Obviously, the 2300 Arena has its own uh, identity uh, from past and current, so uh, pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, it's in the Melrose Ballroom, of course, too, in New York City. So uh, it's like 
and they all look different. They all have a different uh, feel to them. So uh, it's something I always enjoy when uh, MLW goes and does these like different tapings and stuff like that. Is that so? Blood and Thunder is the name of the event, and um, there'll be a fusion taping there. But it's interesting to note um, that there's going to be um, Enzo will be returning. He's listed on on the, on the schedule to be be a part of the event again. So uh, Enzo was there in Philadelphia, and now he will be in Dallas as well. So uh, I'm hoping this will be a fruitful relationship that they can continue. Uh, I like Enzo, uh, and he adds to the fusion aspect of Major League Wrestling. And if you want to know why, check out some of the previous episodes. I'm just going to leave you at ease with that. Um, but, okay, War Chamber time. If you're not familiar with the rules, I will give you the rules right here. Coin toss determines who will go first. It's basically war games. Uh, one cage, barbed wire at the top of the cage, but um, and then every five minutes, well, starting off, it's the first, the first two competitors will start off for five minutes fighting for five minutes, and I think it's every two minutes after that, and then you can only win by submission, surrender, or pinfall. So, coin flipped was determined, and who came out first? But Contra's music hits, and it is Jacob Fatu starting the whole thing off. And he's got a vendetta. He wants to prove himself. He wants to end MLW. And um, so he comes out first representing Contra Unit. Then the big reveal it is here. This is R. Duran. If you are familiar with Lucha Underground and those ties, Cesar Duran introduces his blood brother in Mantaza. Mantanza. <laughs> so Mantanza Duran, who is also known as Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb is awesome. He's been in New Japan. He was a mercenary in a mercenary role for AEW. And uh Obviously, he was in ROH and just a top, top talent in today's wrestling product. So, uh, really cool to see him in the Major League Wrestling mix. And he was actually there at the one shot, too, that I just mentioned. And um, can't remember who he competed against, but uh, man, just fantastic, fantastic talent. And, you know, he being uh, Duran's blood brother and stuff like that, just really cool. Really cool stuff. So, he comes out, and it's him. And Jacob Fatu duking it out for the first five minutes. Really cool stuff. Um, Fatu took control early, but then uh, Cobb showed his strength and stuff. He literally like picked uh, Fatu up off the turnbuckle and threw him. And like it was just a neat, neat five minutes starting off. Then the next entry came out, and it was Sentai Death Squad member number one. And he's a very big, large individual. And uh, comes out, and so the odds are against uh, Jeff Cobb. Then coming up, we have um, who came out next? Oh yes, so who's a cool kind of? He wasn't a surprise entrance, but a pleasant surprise when they did announce him. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, was Savio Vega comes in? I love Savio Vega. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to interview him to hype his match against King Muertes, uh months and months ago. Uh, when they had the the jungle fight, and uh, one of my favorite interviews of all time was uh, with Savio Vega, uh, such a genuine guy, and uh, knows so much about the business. He helps; he's a big, big help to Major League Wrestling in the product. So it was cool to see him, a veteran like him, kind of get in the mix of all these big stars 
that MLW showcases. And uh, he took a two with the kendo stick and uh, was able to to dissect Jacob Fatu with that kendo stick. It's pretty cool, uh, neat little moments there. So um, he was the next to come out. Then we had Akira Kalan representing Contra Unit. And uh, he did, he kind of dissected people too, with but not with the kendo stick, but with the kicks. Uh, Kwan is such a presence too. Um, I would like to see uh, what more he can do in the ring and stuff like that. He's just a, I like him. He was a pleasant addition. I love his backstory. And they referenced that. Joe Dombrowski referenced that uh, as he entered. He's from the fight pits, the tar pits of uh, Singapore and fights all across Asia. Like has this awesome old school wrestling kind of backstory that's like so much mystery and intrigue to him. So um, really neat thing about Akira Kwan. I like him a lot. Um, and then next up, we have Diamonds Are Forever. It is Richard Holiday coming out. And the cool thing about Holiday is like him bringing that intensity now. And him uh, kind of bringing the technical wrestling aspect to it. He immediately comes out and he uh, shows like wrestling pro his wrestling prowess and like gives stuff like a backbreaker and some suplexes and stuff like that. Just uh, kind of adds a different dynamic into the mix. And uh, so, and then him and Cobb have a brief moment where they fist bump one another. It's kind of cool. You know, these unlikely alliances going down. Like a guy like Holiday and a guy like Cobb with his backstory and Lucha Underground and all that stuff really ties. Uh, it's just a neat. It's all these worlds colliding and pretty, pretty cool stuff in the War Chamber. Next up is the second member of Sentai Death Squad. He's jacketed and all that kind of stuff. So uh, kind of just, you know, puts the odds against uh, Hammerheads briefly again. Until we get EJ Naduka coming on out. Judgment Day for everybody, and sure was. He cleared house uh, of in the War Chamber, uh, knocking the two Death Squad members outside of the chamber, as a matter of fact. And uh, But, like, he did a stalling suplex to one of them. Uh, really impressive. Um, yeah, presence. Again, Naduka, you got to put your tabs on him because he's the man. He's going to be the man in Major League Wrestling. So, and he's going to be the man in wrestling in general. Because he's got a presence. He's got, like I said last week, he's got such a uh, great presence and uh, body language and stuff when he's in, like, quote-unquote backstage segments or whatever. You know, he's very he's very good in front of the camera and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be great to see, man. Uh, so, next up, we've got the final uh, Contra member in Mads Kruger who has said he's going to take control of this whole match and he was going to lead Contra in the War Chamber. And sure enough, they're like, you know, Kruger shows his presence and squares off with Naduka. Um, they have some good exchanges. Uh, Kruger jumps off the top top rope to hit him. Uh, Naduka, I believe, with a lariat. And uh, there's... So th those guys do get out for a while. But that, the big story is, is like, miscommunication intentional like from a wrestling standpoint miscommunication um from uh uh jacob fatu accidentally collides with uh kruger they kind of still get on the same page and do an avalanche in the corner i believe to naduka um and then they keep going at it and um well so fatu leaps off the opposite end with a like uh spinning senton and inadvertently hits uh kruger once again well uh we still got one more entrant though who is it? But your boy Hammer, the MLW World Heavyweight Champion, Alexander Hammerstone, 
comes out new uh, new trunks. Uh, so introducing a new kind of look. You were used to hammers in the the, the long boys, and now he's out and like um, some old school wrestling trunks. Looks great. Um, comes in, tears it up, does holy shit. He hits a nightmare pendulum. Picture perfect nightmare pendulum. One of the best finishers in wrestling right now. Nobody ever kicks out of it. Is He did it against Mads Kruger. Awesome. Awesome to see. Awesome to see. So this fight goes down. The brawl, the match officially begins. And uh, the Contra and Hammerheads are going at it. And the finish comes when Hammer signals for the end. And he give, puts uh, a Kirkwan in the torture rack. And Kwan uh, has no choice but to surrender. Match is over. The Hammerheads win. That's all she wrote. So, they get out of the, the chamber. All of them stand on stage in unison in what's a very neat visual with Cobb, uh, Naduka, uh, the Dynasty, and then Savio all standing there celebrating. And But the story is, there's a despondent Jacob Fatu in the ring. He's just kind of beside himself. He, he is, you can see, he just doesn't know what to do next. So, being the team player... He's kind of checking on a lot of everybody, all the Contra members, like, you know, laid out, you know, checking on them, being the leader. Well, uh, Mods Kruger comes across and confronts him. And so they're jaw jacking at one another. And uh, Akira Kwan, you know, tries to play a little bit of a peacemaker. But that doesn't happen. So uh, Mods strikes Fatu. Fatu goes right back, thrust kicks him. And then, uh, you know, he shoves Akira Kwan out of the way. Akira Kwan comes back, strikes Fatu. Fatu goes back at Kwan, gives him a pop-up Samoan uh, drop akin to Umaga. And uh, it's a, just a chaos, chaos in Contra. And, you know, brawl breaks out. The fight spills to the outside. Uh, Fatu's throwing some uh, Sentai Death Squad members around. And uh, him and Mads Kruger want a piece of one another. And, you know, they get separated by, it's like a pull-apart of all pull-aparts. Like, so many men come out to try to pull, to restore order here from secure, Atlas Security. Great, great security team, by the way. I love Atlas Security. They're, like, nice guys to talk to. I love them. I love them. So, they're there. And, uh, yes. So, uh, and, you know, that's how the, all the stuff in the 2300 Arena ends for the evening. We cut backstage. In Cesar Duran's office, he's pouring a glass of wine. And here, he's sharing it with Carly Perez, the mysterious woman who has ties with King Mortes, the Caribbean champion. So he's telling, hey, we've had we've had our past together, but we I want to be on the same page. I have plans. So she's a little she's kind of for it, but she's like, Yeah, we do have a past together. And like Cesar Duran, let's put the past behind us and let's look forward to being artists of the canvas and paint this canvas red carly Perez is all behind that she's like what is her canvas and he presents a blueprint of the mlw ring what's this mean that's how the show ends it's a good episode very groundbreaking so this sets up for two for a babyface role and uh, a new direction uh for two one of the biggest talents in wrestling uh it's gonna be very very cool to see what direction uh, they take him in. So obviously he'll be starting a few with Mads Kruger. 
But, I mean, geez, there's so much you can do with a baby. And he is over. He is very over with uh, the live crowd and obviously online as well. Um, just one-of-a-kind talent. And there's a reason MLW has locked him up, you know, signed him and everything. So uh, it's going to be really intriguing to see that moving forward. So, yes, uh, some very, I mean, obviously with these uh, releases today by WWE and the releases that they've made in the past, opens up for a lot of talents to either stop by and visit or maybe get signed by Major League Wrestling. Uh, so, uh, again, I love MLW. It's like, as I said every week here that's since I've done this show, Titus Wrestling product week in and week out. Continuity across the board. Uh, senses made. They harken back to past uh, incidents and uh, matters and everything like that, whether it's in their promotion or not. And uh, so it's a very, very cool vibe. You get that sports-like feel. Sports-like feel. That's why Davey Richards was a, wanted to return with Major League Wrestling. He loves the authenticity that Major League Wrestling brings. And um, so it's neat to see. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that these releases are happening, obviously. Uh, you don't want to see that. But it is neat to see um, how open the wrestling landscape is and what the potential could be for a lot of these untapped, unused talents that WWE just decided to let go because of quote-unquote budget cuts. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's like very frustrating if you're a mainstream wrestling fan. Uh, but it's very cool because this opens the doors for uh, these talents to either make their way to a place like Major League Wrestling, to a place like um, obviously AEW is the other one, um, and uh, even make a little hay and impact as well. So um, not to mention New Japan. There's, uh, and like unfortunate too for ROH, you know, looks like their shutters are closing too. So, uh, you know, very frustrating, but still a very intriguing time, you know, if you're a wrestling fan right now. Uh, hopefully a lot of these guys can find places, guys and gals, and because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. And, um, you know, I'd love to see them in Major League Wrestling. So uh, that'll do it for this week. If you have want to give me any feedback, please feel free to. Uh, you can reach me at Dominic D'Angelo on Twitter. You can also uh, reach uh, me via email at dpdangelo at gmail.com if you want to give me more of a long-form question or anything like that. I'm more than happy to answer. Any feedback, that's fine, too. Uh, positive or negative, I'm okay with that. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the WrestleZone podcast feed if you haven't yet. If you want, give us a review on iTunes. Um, uh, and, hey, if you're watching this via YouTube, give the video a thumbs up. Uh, hit that subscribe button and all that malarkey. And, um, yeah, stay tuned. I got some intriguing stuff coming, uh, you know, uh, on WrestleZone, uh, MLW-related as well. So be on the lookout. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Stay safe. La, 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 la,